0: Hello and welcome to Healthline 3, I'm Terry Simmons. Today we're talking about hospice care with Jessica Hill and Tamara Patton of Christus Hospice, Shreveport, Bozier. We'll be taking your calls throughout the show. And as a reminder, please make sure you're in a quiet room with your TV turned all the way down before making your call. And the number is 318-219-4569. Be sure to call us to get answers to your questions all about hospice care by speaking directly with Jess and Tam. Thank you for being here, ladies.
1: Thank you for having Thank us.
0: Sure, it's so nice to talk to you about hospice care just in general and just to put people at ease and just show them what it really is about because it's all about living, right? Correct. Yeah. So why don't you start, Tam, tell us really what what hospice care is and what it's offered. We talked about that a little earlier during the midday, but what is hospice care and what do you offer?
1: Hospice is a continuation of care for a patient who is terminally ill, uh, prognosis six months or less, family has to agree We're not saying that you're dying, but we want you to live out your days to the fullest. Um, We do offer uh, RN, which I am, uh, CNAs, we have chaplains, case managers, uh, social worker, anything to help you and your family through the process
0: just everything. I'm sure people don't really realize. They know that a nurse comes in and checks on you, but that the whole team of people, because it's an the agency, there is mm-hmm. an office, there's Freeport Bozier, and everybody is there every morning. You meet, and, and how often do you talk during the day about everything that's going all on? All
1: day. <laughs> it's a very extensive text thread, and we are chatting all day. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and everybody's talking about
0: every patient, right? Correct. Oh yes. Yeah. So tell us about justice. How does it work? Like, everybody's talking, you get someone there, and do you do you meet by phone? Do you? How does so the communication like, happen?
2: For instance, if I go in or Tam goes into a home, and you see that they're in crisis, maybe an emotional crisis, a spiritual crisis. Where while we're there talking to them and doing our thing, we send a message: "Hey, to the chaplain, hey, so and so could really use some spiritual care today." And they're like, "Okay, we'll be there in just a little bit." And just like that, chaplain's there to be with the family. Um, and then, like I always tell them, because people are nervous if the nurse isn't coming every day. If somebody comes, all of our uh, disciplines, as far as the aides, the social workers, are really good about, like, if the aide goes and she'll send us a message, hey, so and so's looking a little different today. Could you just maybe call the family or swing by and look at them? Sure, no problem. Um, That way we all know what's going on. And then at the beginning of the day, we all have a call conference about everything going on. What's everybody looking like? And at the end of the day, if there was any significant changes
0: with anybody that we need to keep up to date on. So it's like everybody knows everything. So someone yes. calls there, it's not going to be, well, that's not my patient, I don't know. Correct. It's like, oh, yes, okay. And and let's go back to when you said like someone may be in distress or something. Mm-hmm. If you think you can even decide, it might be the social worker, it might be a nurse or even a different nurse or anything, you might come to my who might help them. It's still their choice. It's not like you're going to look at them and say, I'm going to call in. Correct. You know, it's like, we have all these available. Come someone, here all the people at our agency who can help you. Can I call mm-hmm. one of them for you? Who would you like to talk to? Correct. And they can say nobody or they can say Yes, I think. Oh, but would you call them? And that's what you do. So it's still their, their decision. Yes, right. Because it's all about their comfort correct and and tell us again when we we talk about the two qualifications just a six-month prognosis let's explain that and then their their consent they just have to say yes we want to do that so the prognosis is just that they've been given six months that's what the their doctor says that's what
1: the doctor says but you know I don't put a stamp on anybody so that's what the doctor is saying six months or less so we'll go ahead and admit um, COPD, heart failure, um, cancer um, any prognosis that your doctor would give you that six months or less will take you. And that's just
0: kind of the, like the trigger. That's what it takes right. to, to get our attention and to come help you. But. That could go away. H- how long have you had someone on hospice before they? Cause four Studies, years is the yeah. longest. Four I years. Know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Studies say six percent of every hospice patient lives way long. We're past there. We're there for the mm-hmm. whole ride. <laughs> for the whole. Yeah. <laughs> right. Let's talk about that. So, say they live longer. They're there for four years. What's that like from you?
1: We would have to recertify them. Uh, we have recertification periods. Um, as nurses, we're looking for so-called declines. A uh, UTI could be a decline. Uh, respiratory infection can be a decline. I'm going to do anything to keep you on eye service.
0: <laughs> <laughs> because it's all about comfort. Right. Yeah.
2: And they become part of our family. Like we right. because we try to keep continuity of care. So the same nurse is going to see them every week, multiple times a week. So you become ingrained in their family and their dynamics and you're there for the holidays and the birthdays, and you know you're talking to them, you know what's going on with their family. Like you. Be- they become, it's almost like we adopt them right. into our family. Right, you're um, just
0: an extension of right. their family. Yeah.
1: Some yeah. have my phone number. Like, hey, Tim, can you come by? <laughs>
0: I'm on the way. <laughs> yeah, and that's the thing. It's always, yeah, on the way. And yeah. if you can't, you're you can send someone else. You, you send can say what else? Do you need, and right. we'll make mm-hmm. sure somebody sees yeah. you. It's never like no, can't do no. it. It's like it's that because that's what this service is. Right. That's what right. you do. And particularly, Chris's Hospice is very attentive to taking care of everybody and communicating. Okay. So so tell us type different types of comfort, different things. That, well, first of all, let's talk about exactly, so both of you are RNs, mm-hmm. but both of you have specialties and different things that you do right. the day. So describe your day and tell us your specialty. Too.
1: Okay, actually Jess she trained me to be a hospice nurse. Um, I've worked in nursing homes since I was 18. We're not going to oh. discuss my age now, but <laughs> we worked I've worked in a nursing home. Jess trained me to be a hospice nurse. Um, so I'm a case manager. I work in the field, which is out, you know, seeing patients in the home, nursing home. I'm coming in, checking vital signs, uh, making sure they're eating. Um, if they need anything, if the family needs anything, I'm there for all parties.
0: And, and it doesn't matter what facility they're in, you, you still... Krista follows them wherever they go. So you are the nurse. They go to this facility, you're still their nurse.
1: Um, Yeah, I'm their nurse. If they're home and we do have something called respite care where they can go into a nursing home for up to five days, to give the family a break. Um, I will still follow that patient to the nursing home. The nurses, the nursing home have nurses, but I will follow that patient, because that's my patient.
0: Right, and it's and no one has to worry about, well, I'm going to this facility, they don't know. You right. contract, like, mm-hmm. how does that work? There's already agreement, right, between Chris's Hospice and the facility, so they know that that's the situation. Yeah,
1: most of the nursing homes in Shreveport we have a contract with. If not, we have an awesome team at the office, um, and they'll get the contract going so we can Go to their facility.
0: Okay. And what happens if someone's at home and they go to the hospital for some reason?
1: That's when Jessica steps in. All right. Jessica let's <laughs> talk That's to Jess.
0: Okay. Tell so you Tell us what a CTC is. That's, so I'm stationed
2: at Highland Hospital. So anybody that comes in the hospital and maybe they just have questions about hospice, they're not ready to make any decisions. I go and talk to them, tell them about hospice, what we have to offer. Um, Not necessarily just what Christus hospice has to offer, but just hospice in general and trying to overcome the stigma and the myths of hospice. Um, And then if any of our patients come into the hospital, I go see them every day. I pop in and out all day um, just while they're there and follow along what's going on, what are they being treated for. Um, When will they get to go home? What's that gonna look like? Um, And then I also do our grace home patients, which are inpatient hospice patients, or the patients that are in a crisis. Um, Whether they were our home patients that say Tam has a patient at home, she can't get them comfortable. She says, hey, I think we need to put them in the hospital. Then I take over, they come in the hospital, and me and the medical director work at getting them comfortable in the hospital setting with IV medicine. Um, Also, patients that might not get to make it out of the hospital, their ICU, something suddenly happened, they're in this crisis, and all of a sudden, they're being told this is, this is it. I'm able to come in and say, Look, I'm going to pull you out of this ICU where you're hooked up to everything and you can't have your family and my goal is to get you in a room where you can have all of your family and loved ones right there with you and be comfortable and have the spiritual support, the family support, the full support of
0: everything at the end. Yeah, and it's that that Difference of being told from the hospital, which is what hospitals do that you know Sorry, there's they may explain to the family. There's nothing else we can do right. And this is what's probably going to happen and then they have that choice of hospice care and and it may be another hour It may be another day. Mm-hmm. Maybe they may recover It may be another few minutes, but that's all the more reason to call hospice They get right. full care even if it's five more minutes, right? right. right. You come in there and, and make sure let's explain okay Hospice, one thing I want to just reiterate is a
2: lot of people think once you sign up for hospice, that's it, you're done. You can get better and revoke and get off of hospice at any time. We love to see you get better and get off of hospice. And when you get
0: worse, if and when, we will be more than happy to take you back whenever that may be. Yeah, and people don't realize. They think, and let's another reason I like to talk about that. Just the word hospice, like you said, it's really hard to recondition and rethink Mm -hmm. people and reteach them, unlearn what hospice means. Um, I thought that too before my Mm -hmm. mother was on it. I did. I pictured it. If they're on hospice, that means they're in a bed. They're either by themselves or they're surrounded by family. They can't get out and take care of themselves. And it didn't bother me, but I thought that's what it was. It wasn't sad to me, but I thought that meant the Mm -hmm. end. But you encourage people, as soon as you get that, as soon as you become eligible, possible, sign up right away. Mm-hmm. Even if you're healthy walking around, you can't tell that there's anything wrong. but you've been given this and you know that you're ill. What are the advantages to signing up immediately?
1: I feel like signing up immediately, you're, we're there with you to walk you through the transitional process. We're there with your family, because um, you can be walking one day and you know in the bed the next day. So I just feel like we're there as your support team. Mm-hmm.
0: Right. And if there's, there are times where a lot of people call right at the last minute. Mm-hmm. They just, for whatever reason, do you find that a lot? That the families yeah. they're in denial, even though they know yeah. they could have. It's, it's just hard to sign someone up for hospice. Does that happen? Oh yeah, it's. I mean, it's a tragic time
2: in anybody's life to have to make that decision and do that. And when you wait till the last minute, it's even harder because you know it's more imminent. Versus early, if we can get you early on, we can be there and you, we, we're family. Instead of doom and gloom coming in, it's the end. We're, hey, I'm just coming to check on you, see how you're doing, make sure everything's going good, you're having good days, you're sleeping good, you're comfortable. Um, in healthcare, we hear so much of, don't do this, don't do that. You, You can't have more than 1,500 mils of water. You can't do this. You can't have that. Hospice, we come in. You know what? You do you. You do what makes you happy. You have your best days. I'm here for you whenever you need me, whether that's 2 o'clock in the morning, whether that's three months from now, six months from now. I'm here
0: when you need me. Which is really what it's all about. Yeah. Yeah. It's total comfort. Yeah. You're just mm-hmm. there to make them as comfortable and as happy as you're. And I don't think people understand the wide range of comfort. We're talking, right. name it. Yeah. Right, because we yeah. have volunteers who will go get you a Dr Pepper if you want a mm-hmm. Dr Pepper. Who know what? Do you have volunteers who know certain patients been with you a while, where they want their cheeseburger from? Mm-hmm. They want it every Thursday, <laughs> and we do
1: that, right? Yes. Yeah.
0: What are some other levels of hospice care that people might not be aware of?
1: Um, we do routine hospital, nursing homes. Um, what else? Our
2: volunteers are real yeah. good about. Um, like I know we have one patient they take her Whataburger every (laughs) Wednesday Mm -hmm. and she'll call and she wants to know when we're coming and when she's (laughs) going to get that. Um, And then just sometimes just companionship because you have a spouse, a wife taking care of her husband. It's Mm -hmm. just them two in the home. It's not necessarily that you get burned out, but you feel alone in Mm -hmm. it. And our volunteers come in and I'm just here to visit with you. I'm just yep. here to provide company and companionship for you, so you're not alone in this. Right. Um,
1: and, and I feel even if the volunteers don't go, I'm there. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm talking to the wife. You know, I'm learning about the patient. You know, how was he? You know, before this happened, um, I'm learning about their children, their grandkids. Like I'm, I'm your family member.
0: I think mm-hmm. that's really the difference too. I'm glad you brought that up. You don't just go in as the nurse and check the vitals and mm-hmm. see how they're doing and yeah. then leave. It's really getting to know them, which right. is another reason call us as soon as possible. Let us mm-hmm. come visit you and see you walking around feeling good because do right. you find that it's being a hospice nurse, you're trained to look for certain changes?
1: You're trained to look for certain changes. Um, I had to, I felt like I had to retrain myself mm-hmm. um, because I was looking for the patient to get better. Um, but now it's different. I'm looking for a decline. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm looking for things that making stuff worse. And I'm just trying to keep them comfortable Part as far as pain, nausea and vomiting, fevers, I'm making sure they're okay.
0: Right. And you're there with medication and all the things you need to treat them as much as you can there to prevent mm-hmm. a, a yep. ride to the doctor's office or a right. hospital too, right?
2: Correct. Mm-hmm and i think just um minimizing having to go to the hospital you know at one o'clock in the morning they're in excruciating pain or vomiting or anything like that typically i'm going to have to call 911 or i'm going to have to load them up figure out how to get them in the vehicle and get them to the er whereas with us you just call us and our nurse will walk you through what to do or say, hey, I'll be there in 30 minutes. And we're there and we're going to stay there until we get you comfortable. Right. It's not just going to go, oh, yep, you're hurting. Give some morphine. I'm gone. No, we're going to stay there
0: with you until we can get them comfortable. And do you find there's still a kind of a misunderstanding, too? Because I've heard you say that you are their 911. Mm-hmm. Right, call and you.
1: we're, we're 24-7. There's yeah. a nurse on call 24-7 the weekend. So you're never alone. You're never by yourself. If you can't figure it out, you, we have a number that you can call, and you just call us.
0: Yeah, and so they're not calling you to say, should I call 911? You are the 911. Mm-hmm. Right. We'll be there. Mm-hmm. We're going to check it out. Tell us exactly what's going on, and you're on your way. Yeah. Do you find that a lot like people, will they do that? Do they still hesitate? Um, You
1: have some that hesitate, but I try to irradiate when I go in the homes to you know, call us first. We even have a magnet to put on your refrigerator to remind you to call us first if anything goes on.
2: That's a benefit of being in early on and seeing the declines, Mm -hmm. like Tam was talking about, is to minimize the surprise, minimize the shock factor the panic when something does happen. To be open with the family Mm -hmm. about this is where we're at. This is what I'm seeing. It's subtle, it's not drastic, but just so that they don't wake up one morning and they're like, well, how did we get here? Like what happened? Mm -hmm. Um, We're kind of there along the entire way going. We're declining a little bit. We're not here yet, but this is kind of where we're at. That way, the family knows, and there's no, nobody wants to be surprised and shocked and wake up and all of a sudden like, how did I get here?
0: You know? Yeah, absolutely, because that's when it's like you 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 don't want to. That's not the time you want to decide what to do when you're in it. Right. right. You're emotional, and so there's a lot that goes on, even from the nurses, and not just a social worker mm-hmm. or the, anybody else that goes in there. There's a lot of listening. Mm -hmm. And counseling and observing because you have to really know um, how to finesse those conversations, right? Yes.
1: Compassionate. You got to be compassionate. That's Mm -hmm. a big word for me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I think that is the strongest word. I mean, strongest in my life anyway. I think having compassion for anyone, but compassion from you as hospice nurses. yeah.
2: And I like to tell the patients when they're like, well, can I do this or can I do that? You're the boss. I'm just here to help you along. Mm -hmm. Like you're in charge. This is about you. It has nothing to do with me. I'm just here to help. Mm -hmm. Like You're in charge. You're the boss. You tell me what you want to do.
0: That's got to be a nice um, empowerment. Do you see that? Sometimes it's hard to get through to the patient. You're in control. Um, You've been given control.
1: You'll see a change um, (laughs) when you tell them they're in control of their health. They'll do a complete 360. Sometimes mm-hmm. they'll drink what they want to, <laughs> eat what they want to. You know, go ahead and have it. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's what I think it is. That's the experience I know with my mom. They're just like whatever you want, do yeah. it. You know, and it really is empowering. Yeah. Um, is. She went three years, and that was the best three mm-hmm. years of her life. You know, yeah. was six, she was like, I got six months. What do you got? You know, she was a tough cookie at first, and then it was. Um, they became family. They yeah, cause cause they family. can
1: still travel. They can go yeah. out of town. Um, we would have just to transfer the service, you know, for a little bit while they're out of town to another hospice company to where they're going. But, you know, they can still travel and, you know, do what they want to do.
0: Right, and you take care of all that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's interesting, you might think, well, I'm stuck because this is my hospice, I'm in hospice, I'm stuck here. It's just the opposite. Right. Whatever they want, if they move, if they go visit family Mm -hmm. for Mm -hmm. a while, um, you call ahead and take care of, is there a hospice there or whatever you need, right? So they can be very mobile, it really helps them live their life. Mm -hmm. Yes. Have you seen some that like they are freer during hospice Mm -hmm. than they had been in their life? Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah. because
1: with, you know, diagnosis you get kind of bogged down on what you can't do, what you can't have, but with hospice it's pretty much, it's your your world. You get some freedom. And it's
0: probably a good buffer between you and the family too. I'm Mm -hmm. sure the family, it's a different dynamic too. You're not only treating the patient and consoling them, but the Whole family. I'm sure that's a different dynamic, isn't it?
1: It is. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like I said, I become a family member. Um, Some of the families know me by first name. I know them by first name. You know, we just have that type of bond. Mm -hmm.
0: Tell me why you got in this.
1: I got into hospice. um, As I said, I was a a nurse at nursing homes throughout the city. my best friend was like, you know, well, come do hospice. And I was like, okay, you know, so I'll try it. But I absolutely love it. Like, I didn't think I was going to enjoy it this much. But training with Jess and, you know, the other people in the office, they made me so comfortable. And, you know, I, I really like it. I like it.
0: It's clear to see it's a family there. Yeah. So you yeah, understand is. the family, family dynamic with it every is. patient, too. Jess, why did you get into this?
2: So I was working ICU for a while, and I loved the ICU. I really did but while working in the icu i found that i had a passion for the comfort care the end of life in that how you die matters versus being hooked up to all the machines and alone like to be able to give people you can be in your surroundings where you want how you want with who you want Like, that's a level of empowerment when people feel like have no control at all, at end of life. Um, I mean, because when you get that diagnosis, you feel like, I have no control of anything. Like, Mm -hmm. that's it, everything's done. And be able to give people that control and that comfort and
0: dignity I truly love it. Yeah, I think dignity is such a big part. Mm-hmm. The compassion and dignity are the two things that you can give to someone. Because mm-hmm. I'm sure it's very easy to you get that diagnosis and all you can hear is, I'm dying. Right. right. And then you have hospice come in and so you're living. We're, right. we're going to live. It's all <laughs> about quality yeah. instead of quantity. Mm-hmm. You know. Do you find um, some of your patients like discover new things they never knew they liked to do?
1: Uh yeah yeah, you got a couple um. <laughs> that will st- instead of staying in the house all the time, they'll get out and go outside. Or you know, I'll say you know, come sit out on the porch with me. You know, you know, I try to get them, out. You know, kind of live out the bed um, if they can get out the bed. But you know, just you know, come sit with me. Come talk with me. You know.
0: Mhm. So it
1: really makes a difference. Mhm.
2: It's overcoming that initial. Well, I'm dying to... Yeah, the us No, let's, it's going to be fine. We're going to get through this together, mm-hmm. whatever that may be.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: We're in it together. We're going
0: to be here, and everything's going to be fine. Yeah, and hospice can reframe that. Of course, I'm talking from someone who I have not had this mm-hmm. told to myself, but in experiencing what I have with family members with hospice and without. I've had a lot of death in my family, and I've seen it with and without. That it can really turn it around to uh, something totally different, totally different Mm -hmm. from from what you heard in the doctor's office or what you found out to what's going to happen from now on. Because there's no denying, it's not that you're going to go, no, Yuri, it's good. It's like, yeah, but. Maybe, maybe not. We all are, but yeah. I've got you right now. It's mm-hmm. like this new relationship. Yeah. Let's make the most of this relationship. And you offer so much comfort, everything. Because you yeah. can bring in, let's talk about the other things you offer too. If someone needs a hospital bed, mm-hmm. you technically can bring in anything, anything and anything transform their want. house into a hospital room or facility hospital with what you Hospital bed.
1: Um, they have Jerry chairs. We can get a lift so you can you know, lift the patient up and put them into the chair. Um, Anything, anything you need—bedside commode, you know—we got it. And
2: even the supplies, like yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I tell people when we're signing up, like you don't need it right now. But as you decline, if you need depends or you need a hospital bed, you don't have to get it at the very beginning. We're here every step. As you decline, we'll bring that stuff in. Because people at the beginning, they're like, oh my gosh, well, I don't know what I'm going to need. I don't know what, like, I don't know what to expect. You don't have to know it right now.
0: That's what we're here for. Right. And especially if someone is active and they do get that new Mm -hmm. sense of life and Mm -hmm. they want to get out, but they do need depends. They are afraid to get out because they don't know how their body's going to react out there. You're there for them. Mm -hmm. It's like, let us make you as comfortable, make you feel as safe and secure going out about your business. Let us give you everything you need to go out and live your life. We also
1: cover some medications. so, you know, you won't have to worry about that. Um, if you need new medications, we have doctors and we'll call them. You know, it's just a phone call. They're pretty much okay with, you know, anything, any changes or, you know, for the patient.
0: Because you handle all of that too. You mm-hmm. watch their medications, you make sure they don't expire, you yep. will call them in and make sure they're good and go get them. And you just, you, you know,
1: feel their med planner for them. <laughs> just just yeah. anything yeah. to make it easier for everybody. Right.
2: I mean, even not from the CTC REM position but my mom is on hospice mm-hmm. and to be able to I get a message that she fail to be able to call the office and say hey my mom fail I'm tied up at the hospital can someone check on her she's always checked on mm-hmm. and she's in a facility and to know that I'm not relying just on that facility but There's people going in, checking on her all through the week, whether it's the chaplain or the social worker or the nurse. Like There's a second set of eyes. I don't have family here other than her, but I feel like I have family here. There's more people to help me Mm -hmm. manage
0: and with her. Those extra eyes, that extra hand Mm -hmm. to hold, and just feeling secure and safe knowing that you're taken care of. And this is at no cost to the patient. No cost. No cost. No that's cost. another thing. No cost. <laughs> 100% yeah. covered. And you do all the paperwork for all that too. You make sure and you take care of everything. Correct. Yes. Yeah. Another thing This I think <laughs> it's another thing that's a little scary too. If a family is worried about yep. financial needs, maybe I can't afford that. No. Just come talk to you. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> and definitely call you and ask any questions. If someone's watching today and they don't call in today, if they're thinking later or if this comes up, Next week or mm-hmm. tomorrow, this may come up to call you and just ask questions. Call Chris's Hospice, right?
1: Yes. Yeah, we um, we do something called a needs assessment. Um, so if you're calling into the office and you know you're saying, well, I think my mom needs to be on hospice, we'll send out a nurse. She will or he will, you know, go through the evaluation to see if the patient is hospice appropriate.
0: Okay. And you can also be there for the if someone's watching and they just can't have that conversation. You can have that difficult conversation Correct. Correct. for them with them sitting there and mm-hmm.
1: make it easier. Um, I, I think they will take it better from us than mm-hmm. from a family member, actually. A lot of times they do.
0: Yeah, and sometimes do you kind of not advise that, but just like suggest that because it might be easier all the way around. Mm-hmm. That way there's no blame. It's kind of like that buffer. Yep. It can be really hard hearing that from a family member where they might take it out on them or think, You know, because you don't know what you're going to feel when you're told that. Right. Correct. Um, So, for you to come in there and say, "Let us, you know, be that in between," it's just another Mm -hmm. comfort, another level of comfort that hospice Mm -hmm. offers. Yeah. Just, what's one thing, Jess, you'd like to leave us with? If you have any, just even
2: think that it might be a possibility, reach out. Let us talk to them. Let us talk to you. Um, just because it's a wealth of information that we have and we can nothing set in stone just because you give us a call just because you want us to just come talk to you and do an info visit or a needs Mm -hmm. assessment like Tim does that doesn't mean you're signed up it's done no going back I've made that decision just let us talk to you let us see if we can help you just call us. Yeah. We're here to help you if you're a patient now or if you're just
0: curious, just have questions. Yeah, it doesn't hurt to just have the conversation, no right. commitment. What about you, Tim, anything to add to that?
1: I, I just want people now to look at hospice as something that's comforting and not a bad thing because it's, it's not a bad thing. I'm all about comfort. I want your family member in comfort, so just call us. Just call us.
0: Ladies, I can't tell you how much it's been so great seeing you and talking to you about hospice. And I hope that we have alleviated some of the worry or any concern and just kind of reframe that whole idea about hospice because it definitely is about thriving and living. You're such good examples of Mm -hmm. that. So it's Christus Hospice, Hospice. Freeport, Yes, Definitely give a call. There's a whole team waiting just to answer (laughs) any questions. And um, thanks again for coming in. Thank Thank you. And thanks for watching Healthline 3. We'll see you next time.